0: hello everyone and welcome back to the all things new podcast thank you so much for tuning in for another episode it is officially november which in my opinion means that um, christmas is starting the christmas season has been kicked off because it's november now and i'm so excited about it might be a little radical, but you know, it's fine. I love the holiday season. It is joyful, it is triumphant. My tree's probably going to be going up soon. My lights, all my decorations. I can't wait. I'm not skipping Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving just happens in the middle of Christmas time. Anyways, I'm going to stop rambling about the holidays. But I hope you all have been having a great week so far. And I hope that, you know, life's been treating you well. Um, Yeah, that's about it. So I'm excited for today's episode, which is a bit related to last week's um, in some aspects, um, which if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I highly um, encourage you to do so because it's an important topic and it's kind of related to this. You don't have to listen to that first. It's not like a prereq or anything, but you know, it might be something that would benefit you in some way. Anyways, back to today's episode. So today's topic is titled, It's Okay to Wait. So if we're being honest, waiting is hard, and people don't like to wait for things, including myself. I'm not exempt from this. I feel like all human beings want things quickly, especially in Western society, Think about lines at Disney World. Think about the drive through Just think about all these things where we cannot get a product or we cannot experience something instantaneously. And that can be quite frustrating. But the thing about some things, for example, fast food, which we still have to wait for. But um, if you think about fast food, you get a quick product, but the quality is not very high. Like, you're going to get a, you know, a quick, you know, fries and a burger and a soda, and it might, like, satisfy you in the moment, but first of all, it might make you feel sick shortly after you eat it. I know for me, that happens, and it's very frustrating, because I just want some fries, and then I feel like throwing up five minutes later, um, but in the long term, for longevity, if you keep eating that kind of stuff, it's not going to be good for you. It's not good for your health. And so these things that we get quickly, we get a quantity, but it's diminishing the, the, the qualitative results. There's less quality and more quantity. So although waiting is not ideal, it's, it's better long-term, if that makes sense. So as an analogy, think about cooking or baking for me, this is like my thing. So this is an easy analogy for me. This is like the first example I can think of. But y'all are familiar with cooking and baking. If not, um, I don't know what to say. Anyways, so if you think about like cooking, the best, highest quality product oftentimes take the most time. Think about like smoking meat. Like that takes days sometimes, or roasting something. For example, a tender roast, right? I made pot roast a few weeks ago. And I did it in a crock pot and I cooked it for maybe like four or five hours. But a tender roast will take hours to mature if you want it to be really good. Um, And will it be ready within an hour or two? Probably, yeah, it'll probably, it'll probably be cooked through, but it won't be as tender as it can be, or it won't be in its best state if the process is ended too early. Now to go to another example of, of baking. If you're familiar with French macarons, which I make a lot and I also feel a lot, but it's fine. If you think about French macarons, um, the whole process is very long. To make one batch, it takes about four hours probably, and you can't rush the process because if you do, you're, you're not. You're just gonna. It's gonna fail, right? And sometimes, if you don't rush the process, still, still, sometimes it fails because there are so many you know, outside factors that can affect how they turn out. This is not about macarons. But anyways, for macarons, you have to like, you have to make a meringue. So you have to whip these egg whites to a, a stiff peak, but you can't whip it too quickly because then the moraines, like the denaturing process of the proteins and the egg whites is going to go too fast. And then your meringue's going to mess up. So there's that thing. So you can't, whip things too quickly but then also you can't you can't fold the dry ingredients with the meringue too quickly or too much and then once you pipe them out on the piping like like with the piping bag pipe them out on your baking sheet you can't just bake them right after you pipe them you literally have to wait for them to harden for there to be an outer shell there And that, depending on the humidity of the air, there are so many factors here. I'm trying to tell you all, it's so hard. Depending on the humidity of the air, it could take up to like three hours sometimes, which is not ideal because then that, you know, causes other issues. Regardless, this is not a lesson about making macarons. Regardless, what I'm trying to get at is the fact that this process takes time. And a lot of things in life also take time. I just wanted to use that analogy. Of cooking and baking, because I think the majority of people are able to um, relate to that and understand that. But these things, like cooking and baking specifically, these are tangible examples we can think of that have a particular process. And if you want a good product, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. A lot of processes take time, but no. That as you wait, that result, that thing, will be of the utmost quality, especially if you wait in the right way. Now, when we think of waiting, especially in Christianity, you're automatically thinking of sex. So it's not just about that. It's not just about waiting for sex, for marriage, for example. But this also refers to many other things as well. For example job you've been looking at for a while, a job that you want, an acceptance letter that you've been waiting for, like you've been waiting for it to arrive in the mail, you've been checking the mail every day, you've been checking the tracking number, or it could even be for like a lost friend or family member and their prodigal return to God if they've left the faith or something like that, whatever it may be. There's a lot of things that we've got to wait for in life, and I'm sure y'all can think of specific examples in your own personal lives. One truth that stands true forever is that you will never regret waiting on God. You will never, ever, ever, ever regret waiting on God. You are not missing out by choosing to wait, or by not choosing to live recklessly, or by, you know by choosing to trust the process or by choosing not to make things happen in your timeline. Like you're not, you're not missing out, okay? The only thing you're missing out on, for example, it could be many things, but unnecessary heartbreak or distasteful experiences, even baggage, these things can result from us trying to make things happen in a certain timeline. So, for example, if you have experienced these things, if you have experienced unnecessary heartbreak, if your results just, you know, did not turn out how you wanted or if something failed or if you've had bad experiences, if you've, you know, gained some baggage or burdens, these things, you know, the fact that that happened to you, that doesn't diminish your value and it doesn't mean that you're too far gone because there's actually no such thing as being too far gone. And I wanted to make sure that i touched on this because we all make mistakes but you're never too broken too messed up too far gone to this or too that to be restored by jesus i want to read a quick excerpt from psalms chapter 23 and i'm going to read it from the passion translation which i think is just incredibly powerful it's it's really wonderful i love i love how they um how it is um the footnotes are really good by the way so if you're into versions with good footnotes the passion translation is really great but also the way in which they articulate these scriptures is really really incredible anyways let me stop rambling okay so i'm going to read verse two and three And it says, he offers me a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the right path and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. I also love verse 1 here, and it says, Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. And the footnote here is so cool because it says, the word most commonly used for shepherd is taken from the root ra'ah, in Hebrew, which means best friends. So these, this word can be both of these things. And it says, the unique term for shepherd is ro'eh son, which means lover of the flock. This teaches us that a shepherd was not only a responsible overseer, but a caring father figure tending to his flock out of a deep sense of love. Shelters were also fierce protectors of their flocks. Jesus is the fierce protector of his people. I love that so much. So that is just giving an example of who God is. He is your best friend, but he's also your fierce protector. And he's the one who restores your soul. He gives you complete restoration. He restores and revives your life. And another little footnote here after where he says, he restores my restores and revives my life. It says, He causes my life or my soul to return. I love that so much. Like he's restoring the well-being of your soul. And I think that's just so amazing. Like He's causing your life to return. That's so powerful. Another example of God's restoration is the prodigal son, which can be found in Luke 15. I'm not going to read it, but I will um, summarize it just a bit for y'all. So basically, this guy, there's these two brothers and there's a father, and you know, there's this one brother that stays with his father, and the other brother's like, "Hey, like, I want my birthright or my inheritance, rather," which is like kind of like life insurance, I guess. <laughs> but he's like, "Hey, dad, like, give me the money. I'm dipping. Like, I'm out of here." And it's essentially, he's saying like, "I'd prefer for you to be dead because I just want your money." So that's pretty hurtful. First of all, the dad's like. Man, I love you, but like, okay, it's very depressing. And so, essentially, this this guy, that the son, who gets all of the inheritance money, he blows all of his inheritance. He blows his resources. He starts throwing parties. He's low key throwing orgies. He's just vibing. <laughs> he's being reckless, um, and he's spending all of his money, his inheritance, which is, of course, his father has been working towards his whole life. He's spending all of this on feeble material objects, thinking he'll be fulfilled. He ends up hitting rock bottom. He comes to his senses. He's like, okay, listen, like, my dad's servants eat better than me because I'm eating literal garbage. So he's like, all right, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go back home. I'll hopefully at least be able to eat as good as the servants do because maybe my dad will accept me as a servant. Anyway, so he comes home and he's greeted before he even gets to the door. And he's celebrated with a feast, and the father just runs to his son. And, and that is the fact that the father didn't wait for the son to come to the door is just it's completely like, it's very countercultural. It's like, a, it's, a, it's a sign of like him s- not necessarily stepping down, but he's like, I'm coming to you. And he's not expecting the son to like, Come exactly where he is. Like he the father's meeting the son where he is. And that's exactly how Jesus is to you. He's meeting you where you are. And he is is always going to have open arms to embrace you when you're ready to come back home. It doesn't mean you have to like leave church or anything, but essentially you're never too far gone. There's no such thing as having sinned too much. Having done too many things, of course, there are consequences, legal consequences, (laughs) but to Jesus, you are never too far gone. You can never go too far to be rescued. And so keep that in mind. If you have had experiences or done things you regret, there's no such thing as being too far gone. I'd like to read a couple of scriptures in regards to waiting the first um, comes from Psalms chapter 27, which is one of my absolute favorite psalms ever. I love it so much. I'm reading again from the Passion translation. I'm reading verse 14, which is the final verse of this chapter. Here's what I have learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for he will never disappoint you. Love this so much. It's so good. <laughs> Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. and Keep waiting on him. He'll never fail you. He will never disappoint you, which is so true and so amazing. I'd also like to read Psalm chapter 37, verse 5, once again from the Passion Translation. It says, Give God the right to direct your life, and as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. I love this verbiage. It's, it's so good. <laughs> I love it. So in life, there will come many points um, that we will say, Lord, like, well, we will have to eventually come to this point where we say, Lord, I surrender this thing to you. It's in your hands. Like, I've done what I can. I've prepared. I've invested. I've prayed. So do what you need to do, but in your timing, and have your way with this. It's just like yielding that thing to God. And and it's kind of hard getting to that place where you're like in waiting, you're just like, Okay, like when's this thing gonna be fulfilled? Like I've been doing this, I've been preparing for it, I've been moping and doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. And we have to get to this point where we're like, God, like I give it to you because this is something that I've had in my heart and it could be from you and I trust you and it's a passion and But I trust that in your timing this thing will be fulfilled. And we have to remember and remind ourselves that God's timing is perfect and He is on time every time. I'd like to read another psalm, Psalms chapter 40, verse 4, which says, Blessing after blessing comes to those who love and trust the Lord. They will not fall away, for they refuse to listen to the lies of the proud. This scripture touches on something really important here, because I like the the, the latter part of the scripture, which says, they will not fall away, for they refuse to listen to the lies of the proud. We have so many voices that we are hearing from all different directions telling us, do this or do that or don't do this, don't do that, go this way, don't go that way, etc., etc., etc. And sometimes those voices can become louder than God's voice in our lives and it can start becoming, our, our hearing can start becoming cloudy. And we have to remember that if we love and trust in the Lord, he will come through for us. He will always come through. And if you find yourself falling away, losing trust in the Lord, pay attention to the voices that you're allowing to influence your way of thinking. Pay attention to those voices that may be quiet at first, but they might become a bit louder or they may be in the back of your head and they might be things that you're subconsciously dwelling on but those ideas might be festering in your head and they might start changing the way that you think. So if you're if you're waiting and trusting in the Lord, you have to replace those thoughts with with the truth of God's word with the truth of knowing that God is faithful, God is good, that he will never fail you and that he has amazing wonderful plans for your life and that his timing is impeccably perfect. Another scripture I'd like to read also comes from Psalms. All the Psalms are just on point with this waiting game. (laughs) They're on point. This next scripture comes from um, chapter 62, verse 1, and it says, I stand silently to listen for the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for the Lord to rescue me, for God alone has become my Savior. This is kind of like, like rescue kind of thing, which of course you don't always have to be in this place of like, Oh God, I need to be rescued. But a lot of times we are, you know, we'd be getting ourselves in all kinds of trouble, but you know, I love how it says, I stand silently to listen for the one I love referring to God, waiting as long as it takes for the Lord to rescue me. I love that. And that's hard. It's so hard, but you'll, once I get, once again, as I said earlier in, in this episode, You'll never regret waiting on God because he's not just going to leave you hanging. That's not who he is. He's going to come through. He's going to rescue you. And he's going to be with you. And he's going to fulfill that thing that you've been praying and trusting and waiting for. The next scripture I'm reading comes from Psalms chapter 130 verses 5 through 6. Also the passage translation. And it says... This is why I wait upon you, expecting your breakthrough, for your word brings me hope. I long for you more than any watchman would long for the morning light. I will watch and wait for you, O God, throughout the night. I love this so, so much. It's like this longing for the Lord and this contentment in waiting for him. Like I will wait for you throughout the night, because I know. I know that you're going to come through for me. I love this so very much. It's so beautiful. So as these scriptures have encapsulated and as they have shown, it's that God will not leave you hanging. And if he's giving you a dream or he's given you a dream or a desire and you're pursuing him, as you pursue these God-given dreams and God-given desires, trust that these things will be fulfilled with your trust and your commitment and your consistency most importantly, the hand of God. And of course you have to have a part in this. You have to do what you got to do in order to get that thing to happen. And there's going to be a process. There's processes with everything, but God's hand is also with you. If, if God is in it, trust that he will direct your paths and trust that whatever that thing is, that it will be fulfilled in God's perfect timing. So whether that thing be a marriage that you're waiting for, or a family, or a dream, or a, a dream job, or an opportunity, whatever that thing is, put your trust in God because He will never fail you. Another one of my favorite scriptures that I like to read comes from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. It has to do with waiting, um, and it's really popular. But listen, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. It says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint." So those who wait and trust on the Lord, they're not just going to run out of energy and run out of, of endurance and stop. Like, you know, of course it's, I've mentioned also um, in, in this podcast, I'm not sure which episode, I think it was a couple episodes prior, it's about waiting, like how to quote unquote wait on the Lord. And I talk a lot about this, but how like wait and trust and like trust and hope and wait are connected. So it's like hoping and trusting in the Lord. It's like those who hope and wait and trust in the Lord The Lord will give them strength. The Lord will give you strength in the waiting. You don't have to wait in weakness, but you can wait in God's strength and you will soar high on wings like eagles. You will prosper. You will will succeed. You will excel. You will run and not grow weary. The Lord will give you strength and endurance to carry on and you will walk, and you will not faint. You will have strength. You'll have a pep in your step. Not always, but sometimes you're going to be real tired. But the Lord is going to give you strength to get through this waiting process, which I think is so great and beautiful. It's that there is a waiting process. We're going to have to trust the process in a lot of ways, but in that process, God is giving us the strength to continue, the strength to to go through this process, walking with him, and gaining strength and endurance as you do it which i think that's amazing because if you think about waiting or if you think about for example like going on a long journey typically you get more tired as you go on this journey but with the lord when you walk with the lord and you're waiting on the lord your strength increases in the waiting that's how amazing and how good god is it's that if you are in the waiting you're not getting weaker you're getting stronger, if you're waiting and trusting the Lord, if you're walking with the Lord, pursuing righteousness, pursuing his heart, you are actually getting stronger, you're getting more endurance as you are waiting and walking with the Lord. So if you're waiting for something, whatever it may be, you're not dull, you're not stale, you're not a killjoy, you're not, you're, you know, you're not like boring or lame, right? You're being obedient which is more important than what the world thinks about you it's 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 your heart position it's where you're coming from in your spirit and waiting doesn't just mean sitting back and doing nothing it means doing your part putting in the effort and the consistency it means just doing your part and letting god do his it's not all on you there's a lot of it on you but not all of it's on you there's what you can do there's what you're capable of doing what you're equipped to do then there's the part that god has and so don't put pressure on yourself to do what god's supposed to do because you don't have the resources or the power to do that but but you do have the resources and the power to be able to do your part because we do have a part to play you can't just sit back and wait and be like okay god do this thing but god's like hey like I can't work within you if you're just going to sit and do nothing, right? Like you have to be willing and open as a vessel. So it's okay to wait, right? And of course, I'm I'm reverting kind of back to the waiting for sex kind of thing. Because I know people talk about, I mean, it's like, the main thing that people think about when you think about like waiting on the lord um especially in christian circles and especially with the demographic um of listeners y'all are like my age so <laughs> a lot of us are kind of relating to the same or similar things but it's like it's okay to wait it's honorable to wait and like the world tells you different things the world is you know the world is encouraging promiscuity the world's encouraging this and that and you know hookup culture a thing and it's like you could do that if you want to, but, um, for longevity and for long-term success in relationships, long-term happiness, that might not be the best idea. I do talk about more of this idea in the previous episode. So if you haven't listened to that, I highly encourage you to do so. Cause I literally read, um, like articles and like reports and stuff like that and statistics, but you know, it's, you know, there's like the waiting for sex kind of thing. It's just one aspect of waiting, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Listen, you're not like missing out on life. I promise you. I promise you. Like, you would, you would won't regret waiting on God, but you might regret making certain decisions. And they're not not just having to do with, you know, sexual relationships, not just that. It can be doing something or choosing something that you thought was the best, but it ended up not being. It's like, you know, it's all right if you make mistakes, but at the same time, it's okay to wait. It's okay to be um, really thoughtful about things. It's important that we we consider different things. Facet, like, um, facets and aspects of things. And it's really important to think through decisions, but a lot of that is waiting as well. So it's okay to wait. That's honorable. It's good. Do it. Like I, I encourage you to do that and props to you for, for just not acting on impulse. Cause that's, that's great. And that's amazing. And that, that is a, that is a, um, a, a um, an indication of self-control. So, Honestly, props to you. Props to you. Like, you're doing great. Um, But it's it's waiting is a good thing. Is, is, is it hard? Yes. Yes. It is very hard. But it is so, so good. God knows what he's doing. God is orchestrating things in your life that you can't even see. Things that are going on in the background. Things that you know, you, you thought was just like a little, a good little idea, but it may have been God showing you that thing or, or God's idea, putting it into your head. Like, Hey, do this thing or do that thing. And you're like, Oh, that's a good idea. Let me do that. But it could be God orchestrating things in your life, which I think is so awesome because ultimately he is sovereign, but God knows what he's doing. He's not confused. He's not lost. He's, he's not forgetting what's best for you. He knows what he's doing. And in the meantime, in the waiting, He has so much to teach you as well. It's not just for moseying on, just walking on and Like, it's a journey. God has things to show and teach you throughout this journey. I'd like to conclude this episode with a wonderful scripture, one of my absolute favorites that I'd like to read. And it comes from Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. And it says, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. Love the scripture so much. It's a prophecy back in the book of Jeremiah from the Lord speaking to Israel. But the Lord is saying, like, ask me, and I will, I will show you these things, these secret things that you do not know, these secret things that will happen. And does this mean that you're going to know every detail? No. <laughs> does it mean that God's going to tell you exactly what's going to happen at the end? No. No, it's not. But not only is it saying that, like, if you ask the Lord, to show us his heart or to show us, make us aware of things, it's also encouraging having a relationship with him and asking him about whatever. You can literally ask him about whatever. Like, he just wants you to talk to him. But he, he is he's so awesome and wonderful. And he will reveal to you wonderful, beautiful things about your life, about your future, about your present but it's so important to remember that, you know, if we are growing closer to the Lord, that waiting is a lot more, it's, it's more fulfilling, it's more fruitful. Because if you're just like sitting back with your arms crossed, doing nothing, what good is that? What good is that for your growth? What good is that for the people around you? What good is that for your community? But also it's not very good for your soul either because you can get in that place of like just like pessimism and thinking, oh man, I've been waiting for this for so long and it hasn't happened yet. Like what's going on? Like is God lost? Like no, 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 no. The answer is no. The best thing for you to do in this time of waiting is to trust the Lord, rely on him, grow in your relationship with him, to grow in community as well, to serve people around you, to love people, to stay connected. But rely on God for strength, too. Don't rely on other people's results. Because guess what? Their story is not your story. You're not going to get the exact same result as them. Because guess what? They had a different journey than you have. And so you can't base your results on, oh, I'm going to do this and that because it worked for them. And they got the result that I want. Like you can have a similar result, but a different process, a different journey. So it's important to realize that your journey is yours, but guess what? God's hand is in it. And you will never regret trusting and waiting on him because he will never fail you. He has amazing, wonderful plans for your life and his plans for your life are greater than your wildest dreams. And it's okay to wait. It is okay to wait. So it doesn't matter if you're waiting for sex, which is good. Keep doing it. If you're doing it, like, props to you. Good job. That's amazing. Cause that's kind of rare these days, you know, it's, I'm not shaming you if you have or not, or if you know, whatever, but it's like, whatever it is waiting for that, waiting for marriage, waiting for, for, for a job, like whatever that thing is props to you. Good job. You're doing it. Shout out to you for being awesome. But that's, Everything for today's episode. I hope y'all enjoyed it. If you know someone who could use this message, please feel free to send it to them. The purpose of this podcast is just to encourage people and what they're going through. And a lot of us we'd be going through the same stuff because you know we the same age. Ish. Anyways, <laughs> if y'all haven't already, I'd really appreciate a rating or a review, depending on whatever platform you're listening on. I would really appreciate that. That would be great. That would make my heart very happy. So if you have a moment, I would greatly appreciate it. So yeah. Anyways, thanks all so much for tuning in for this week's episode. I hope y'all enjoyed it. And I hope y'all have a great week also. And I will talk to y'all next Tuesday. Ciao.